After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Her keynote position for Hawaiian Electric Industries, Inc. and American Savings Bank has set the tone for her to become one of the most powerful female business leaders in the entire United States. To her, leading her subordinate towards one direction, one goal is key to successful governance. As a leader, she employs a visionary organization as opposed to visionary leadership. She rebuilt American Savings Bank with the mindset of getting the most out of each individual and her team. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, President and CEO of Hawaiian Electric Industries, Connie Lau. Welcome to our show, Connie. Thanks, Carrie. So, Connie, how is it for you being a f one of the few females that's CEO of a Fortune 1000 company? You know, I really don't even think about it. Um, it's a job, and I love doing it. I love all the people. Um, and so the significance of being a 1,000 one, company or a Fortune 500 company just um, doesn't really um, make me stop and think. Was that your aspiration when you were younger to be CEO of a big company? Absolutely not, Evan. <laughs> um, I never thought about being head of any large corporation. I think when you know when you grow up, and I grew up in rural Oahu. Um, you know, I just kind of grew up um, like probably most everybody else in Hawaii, just doing you know your own thing and. Um, I just found my way uh, to the top over time. How was that climb for you though, you know, being a female and finally somebody saying, you know, let's start preparing you to take this position over? Um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with, um, uh, I, w I think I was a pretty obedient kid. <laughs> and so um, for most of my career, it's when people ask me to do things, I uh, just, you know, uh, just stepped up and I did it and I guess I must have done it well because that resulted in uh, promotions over time um, but it wasn't that I ever aspired uh, to do those things um, it was primarily because people asked me if I would do uh, um, a job and then for me when I do any job um, I have to make it fun for myself and so I have to think about all the wonderful things that you can do with a particular opportunity um, maybe that comes from uh, you know a very simple background where you have simple things and so um, it's almost like you learn how to make more out of nothing or something out of nothing uh, and so that's a lot of what my life has been about. It's taking really small opportunities and making them into big opportunities. So can you give us an example of a job that you made fun that initially maybe wasn't fun? Mm. Well, see, I, I don't really think about jobs being not fun. Um, but I think of possibilities. <laughs> you know, well, you're pretty positive then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, 
I remember my, you know, my dad always talking about uh, uh, being willing to dig ditches. You know, so I never ever thought of a, any job being too small to be done. If a job just needs to be done, it needs to be done. So I don't think about them being difficult or hard. They're just jobs that have to be done. So I'm really very practical in that standpoint. Um, but like you know, when I went to American Savings Bank, um, all I could see were possibilities about what um, kind of an old line retail thrift could be and could do for the community. Um, so, you know, that's the kind of thing that I do is just walk into situations and see all of the wonderful possibilities that you could do with just about anything. <laughs> is that why you think you went into law in college? Because you knew that you could help people and, you know, there's a variety of ways to hit a solution and it's, you know, trying to figure out a creative way so it's a win-win for everyone? Um, I actually went into law. That was part of the being obedient part, because <laughs> my uh, my dad, from the time I was really little, had talked about well, I should go to law school and I should go to business school. And so when I came out of college, that's just what was kind of ingrained in my head. I guess I was indoctrinated to think that I would always go to law school and I would always go to business school. And so I did. What's the reason that he wanted you to have that background? Well, I think it's because he grew up in Hawaii at a time when there was actually a fair amount of discrimination. Um, and so he felt that uh, law school was a really good way to learn what your rights were so that nobody could really push you around um, and that you could take care of yourself and take care of your um, family and take care of your friends. Um, and uh, so, you know, he always talked about Knowing the rules, you know, knowing how the establishment was put together and how things operated so that um, they couldn't be used to, you know, discriminate against people or uh, to not provide people opportunities that they really were entitled to and deserved. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Radio.com. We're back with Connie Lau, Director, President, and CEO of Hawaiian Electric Industries. Terry mentions before that you are one of the uh, top 25 most powerful women in business. Do you think about that, that I'm a woman in business, or do you just think about being in business? Oh, I definitely just think about being in business. Um, I think once I uh, got into key positions and certainly once I got into being at the top, 
I then started thinking about being a woman in business, mostly because all of a sudden I realized that I was, uh, you know, a lot of people looked to me as a role model. And so then I had to start focusing more on, um, you know, being a woman, uh, where, whereas I really didn't think about that as I was working my way to the top. Um, and so since that time, I've tried to think about why it might be difficult for women to get to the top and how can I help younger women um, uh, surmount those obstacles so that they can get to the top uh, and the kinds of things that uh, they you know, may or may not want to do in order to get to the top. Uh, you know, for example, one of the things that um, <clears throat> I always uh, think about when I'm um, working with women or actually even uh, uh, guys is, uh, you know, family life nowadays is so much more important for everybody, but it's always been more important for women. Uh, and you have to make choices uh, between sometimes you know family obligations and business obligations you know remember in the old-fashioned world where the guy worked and the woman stayed home and took care of the house and took care of the kids um, the guys could really just focus on work and if your boss asked you to stay late you just stayed late because that was what the job asked you to do but if you were a woman you know at the same time, you would be thinking, oh, I've got to get home, you know, I've got kids who are coming home from school, I've got to take care of the kids, and I've got to make sure that we've got uh, food in the refrigerator, and the house is clean, and, you know, on and on and on. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe even you'd have elderly parents that usually those burdens in the old days fell just on the wife. Um, and so, you know, I'd see a lot of young women that would be uh, working, you know, on their careers, but yet they would have all of these other obligations that they had to think about, which the guys, you know, didn't think about before. Now today, everybody wants much more balance in life. And so everybody kind of thinks about it. Um, but what I've always said in terms of promoting people is, you know, you ought to give them the opportunity and then let them choose whether that fits in their life at that particular point in time. Um, you know, a lot of times women can't take an opportunity because, uh, you know, they, they may have just had a young child and they really feel that they need to spend more time with that, that uh, child when they're young. Um, in the old days, they might write you off and say, you know, you're not dedicated to the job or committed to the job, and so, you know, you would just go off the list for promotion. Um, and I just don't believe in doing that to people because, you know, at the right time, it's not that uh, that person isn't a great worker or, um, you know, isn't entitled to a great career. It's just that it may not fit at that point. And, her life or now his life too. How were you able to balance your lifestyle being that you have children, you were climbing up the corporate ladder and you know now the pressures of being a role model? <laughs> well, <laughs> you just sort of do it. It's just like childbirth. They always say you don't, you know, you forget about how difficult it was in the actual delivery of the kid. Um, but I was really lucky because I always had um, a great husband who, uh, you know, wasn't like the, the old traditional males. Uh, he always uh, helped me out and we always shared everything uh, equally and it's really been a, a great partnership. 
we've always thought of ourselves as interchangeable. Uh, you know, he doesn't have any problem with uh, cooking. I don't have any problem with taking the garbage out. You know, we both do the laundry, and uh, you know, so we we uh, both have really. Uh, just worked um, very closely together to support each other in our careers and then also to build the family. And then when it comes to having kids, you know, we both said that once we decided to have kids, they really had to come first um, because that's our responsibility having brought them into this world. Um, you know, the, the, in, in that sense, the job can always wait. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Kani Lau, Director, President, and CEO of Hawaiian Electric Industries. What's the top three bits of advice that you would give to women that are in careers, wanting to move up, but also wanting to have a family? Um, number one, don't ever sacrifice your family. Um, if you want to have a family, uh, you should have a family, and then your family really needs to come first. Um, because I've seen too many women sacrifice the family for the job and then frankly they're unhappy and they don't do a good good uh, good job you know they're not good um, in their career you know number two I guess it's not any different than anybody else um, uh, pick a career that matches your personality and your interests and the things that you like to do because if you are passionate about what you do and you enjoy what you do, uh, then you'll do it better. Um, so that's a piece of advice I think I'd just give to anyone. Um, and then thirdly, I'd look for a company that is um, you know, more people-friendly. Uh, companies that are sort of the newer style companies that believe that having a good balance in life is important um, because uh, you know sometimes if you choose the wrong company that is really rigid and makes you do things in a certain way um, it, you know that can that can make you unhappy no matter how interesting the work might be um, and it can make it much more difficult to balance work and, and family. While you're trying to balance the family and your career, you're also married to your husband who runs Finance Factors, mm -hmm. and so you both have really important positions running companies, somewhat competitors too. Yeah, we are. So. We are actually <laughs> direct competitors. You know, you have this cohesive family, and then you leave the house, and it's like 
game face on. <laughs> but, you know, how, how were you folks be able to balance that? Because, you know, like you said, family always came first, and that was important for the both of you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, well, on the business front, and I don't know if I ever told you this story, <laughs> our companies are actually direct competitors. And um, so when I first came to American and I was going around meeting all the employees and I went to our mortgage department, uh, I recognized this fellow in the corner and uh, uh, I, I, I thought he worked for my husband. But then there he was, you know, at our place at American with all, all my other employees. And so I started talking about uh, who I was and where I wanted to take the company. And at the end of the whole session, I went up to say hello to him. And I said, oh, I didn't know that you, you know, moved from Finance Factors over to American. And he said, oh, no, Connie, you know, I still work for Finance Factors. <laughs> and he was there because he was actually brokering loans to American. So it was, it was the funniest thing. And so, you know, in this community, Carrie, you just learn that everybody is related to everybody else, you know. And, and so you, you know, I, I've always operated on the, on the principle that there are no secrets in this community. Um, and that's the reason why I, you know, I live my life like an open book. Um, because I'm always thinking that uh, even if I tried to hide something, some auntie or you know cousin somewheres was going to know what I was doing, and you know it was it would get out anyway. <laughs> well, how do you um, handle the competition then at in at when you get home? I mean, you competing during the day, but at night, it's still competing or what? Yeah, no. Just <laughs> 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 wondering. We, well, first of all, we don't we don't bring the job home, um, and because we have three kids, we're always busy talking about the kids and figuring out who's going to pick up, you know, which kid and who's going to take the other kid to soccer and who's going to go to the clarinet recital or you know all of those kinds of things. So, we have lots of um, activities to coordinate on the home front. So, trying to bring business things into that makes it really really hard. Yeah. I actually think it helps to have a husband who is a CEO because, you know, just as you ask the question of, um, you know, can the, can the job always wait or sometimes maybe it can't wait, uh, you know, being married to somebody who also is a CEO, he understands that sometimes the job can't wait. And he understands, you know, when I have to get up, say, at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning because the East Coast has opened up and I need to make a conference call or get on a conference call. And he doesn't give me grief about that. Because <laughs> I know, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys out there that would give their uh, wives grief uh, about getting up at that, those kinds of hours or sometimes having to stay late at work and vice versa. I know a lot of guys that you know their wives are at home with the kids expecting that they're going to come home for dinner and we've got something that can't wait and it's got to get finished um, so I actually think it's helpful to um, be married to somebody who's also a working person and has a career who were your key mentors um, in the process of you trying to be a role model but you know everyone always needs development further <laughs> that that's probably one of the things that as a woman you have less of um, 
I, I can't really think of having had too many mentors, um, you know, uh, along the way. Uh, you know, other than I was very close to both of my parents. Uh, but I, I think when, you know, you are a woman or you, you know, you were a woman during the time that I came through the ranks, um, there's, there's very few people who are actually there uh, to kind of take you under their wing. Um, you know, sometimes I see young people today uh, where they've been sort of designated as a star and then people really kind of watch over them. I don't know that that ever really, you know, happened, happened to me. Um, and that's part of the reason why I tried to do that for, uh, you know, young people that I see today. What kind of challenges have you um, experienced um, personally in regards to developing and also leading the bank and how did you overcome those challenges? The, the one thing about getting to the top is that unfortunately sometimes there are people who want to pull you down. Um, and for me I think what you have to keep remembering is uh, to always take the high road. Uh, and I think, you know, if you start thinking about being a role model, that's what people would expect you to do, is you, you need to take the high road. Uh, and you need to sort of develop this sense within yourself that is, you know, almost like this, um, uh, this space where things um, are all right and good uh, and be directed from that kind of position. Um, you know, it's a position of, of great integrity, it's a position of um, great caring, it's a position of, um, you know, r really making sure that you always do things that are right for the organization, uh, right for other people. Um, and, you know, when you, when you just live your life that way, it gets to be very easy, uh, even though uh, you know, people may be attacking you like crazy. Um, you know, if you're in that space where you can, uh, you know, be yourself and know that what you're doing is the right thing, uh, it carries you through. And and um, I've I've never had it um, let me down. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. 
Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. We're back with Connie Lau, Director, President, and CEO of Hawaiian Electric Industries. When did you start getting involved with community-based organizations and activities? <laughs> oh, from the time I was born. <laughs> now, you know, really just uh, right from the start. And I've probably grown up as much in the not-for-profit world as I have in the for-profit world. And I think that actually is probably because I was a woman, too. Uh, I, I remember early, early on in my career, uh, someone told me that if you really wanted to get experience, that it was easier to get it in the not-for-profit world for a woman than in the for-profit world, because in the for-profit world, you know, you have to move up through the ranks, right, and get promoted. Whereas in the not-for-profit world, they're always looking for volunteers. And so, you know, you have a much um, a greater opportunity to be able to do important work, um, run an organization, you know, be the treasurer or be the board chair for an organization uh, than you would if you were doing it in the business community. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've always been very active in the not-for-profit community. And, and then it kind of got to be almost like this elixir uh, because, you know, being out there and, and working with people and helping other people is just a wonderful thing that is not only good for the community but is very self-gratifying. Um, if uh, anyone out there has not gotten involved, I really would... Uh, encourage them to get involved and I really try to encourage um, our employees to get involved too um, because you can actually make a difference you really can make a difference out there and particularly for people in the business community you can make an even greater impact because as I went around in the not-for-profit community um, the, the basic business skills and particularly financial skills are the ones that are probably uh, least um, available in the not-for-profit community. You have lots of people who have wonderful heart and you know or want to uh, help and deliver um, direct services but in order for those services to be delivered efficiently you actually have to have organizations that run that are run really well um, and so if you don't have a really good office manager or you know executive director who can build a strong organization you're just not going to be as effective at um, making a difference for the community um, so that's one of the reasons why we started a program at the bank that trains all of our managers to um, be a financial officer for a not-for-profit, whether it's as a treasurer or as a chief financial officer, um, and then hopefully maybe they can even be board chair, but to take a leadership role in helping make the organization strong enough so that all of those people who have a great heart uh, can deliver the services to the community. While you're encouraging your employees to get involved, is this something that's really important to you if they're going to be part of your core executive team? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, 
You know, I, I'll, I'll repeat what uh, was said to me when I first joined the um, Hawaiian Electric Company, uh, and that was from uh, Dudley Pratt years ago. He said, no one will be promoted at the HAI companies who is not actively involved in the community uh, because he so strongly believed that uh, especially for us as a large corporation, it's kind of like if we're not, if we don't care about the community and we don't, you know, take an active role in the community, who is going to do that, right? Um, and so, you know, I, I repeat that mantra over and over. Uh, so what do you tell business people that say they're too busy to get involved with community activities or uh, giving back? I, well, I tell them they, they definitely shouldn't be, uh, feel like they're too busy. Um, not at all, because, you know, if you, if you think about all of our businesses, our, our business really, businesses really are built based on the people who live here, and that's the community. And so if you don't um, try to help strengthen the community, uh, you know, your own business is not going to do that well. When the economy grows here, we all benefit. Um, and conversely, you know, if, if um, drug problems are rampant in the community, uh, we're all going to suffer. Um, you know, and you hear businesses talking about that today, where they will send, uh, you know, a hundred applicants to drug tests, and you know, only a handful of them will come back clean. That's terrible for our community, Evan. You know that that means that we've got a real problem within our community that actually uh, we should all help solve because it's going to impact um, uh, you know our businesses not only because we can't get um, a good strong workforce but we're also not going to have the customers who are going to want to buy our products. Well, thanks for joining us today, Connie. It's been a pleasure to be with you and Carrie. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.